Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Stay Curious podcast, a podcast where we want to uh, create diversity in thought, but not division in community. I am one of your hosts, Matt Fisher. I'm the creative director here at Hill City Church, where we are recording, and I'm here with our lead pastor, John Wagler, a.k.a. Wags. Wags, what's up? Hey, so good to be here. So yeah. good to be here. Um, yeah, so we are stoked to be back. Thanks to everyone for listening to the first episode um, and for giving us great feedback. I feel like people were so like generous and cool about it, um, but also like gave us some really good critical feedback too. Yeah, I really appreciated some of the critiques that you guys had. Uh, did it with great hearts. And again, we don't, we're not professionals at this yet, but we, uh, we really just enjoyed doing this and, uh, yeah, the feedback that was, it was super positive. So it was good and we'll keep getting better at it. Yeah, for sure. And if you want to, um, send in your thoughts or feedback, if you have questions, if you want to hear more about something we spoke on, or you want to suggest a topic, you can do that by emailing us at staycurious at hillcityrva.com. Again, that's staycurious at hillcityrva.com. If you want to help us get the word out, um, just rate uh, and review the podcast, hit the subscribe button and all that good stuff, and that'll help us to kind of bump up in the listings and get other people involved in the conversation. So without further ado, we're going to get into this episode. This episode, we're talking about, we're going a little more topical. I feel like than last time, uh, very of the moment. Um, this past Sunday was the debut episode of the final season of the hit series Game of Thrones, and it just like makes me want to like. So today we are going to talk about kind of Game of Thrones. Should we or should we not, as Christians, be partaking in this? particularly R-rated HBO series. John and his wife do not partake. Uh, My wife and I love some stinking Game of Thrones. So we're going to have a cool conversation, I think, about sort of what that means for both of us and how we reconcile not just that particular show, but sort of media consumption in general. Yeah, and I think when we look at it, too, there's kind of this wide spectrum of viewing any kind of media or listening, whatever, you've got one side, which is just kind of like the relativism kind of side, which is saying, hey, whatever you want for whoever, and I'm not judging, you know, anything, anything goes, you Mm -hmm. know, if it's good for you, hey, your call, you know, and then there's the isolationist side, which would be like, hey, you can only go to Lifeway, you can only watch Christian Broadcasting Network, and how dare you watch anything else but uh, Christian movies, right? right. And uh, no matter how bad they are. Yep. And so what we want to do today is actually discuss kind of the middle ground of what that looks like, and here's some different perspective there. And uh, also just getting us to be you know, aware of either are we being oversensitive or we become kind of desensitized to certain things and just talk around that a little bit. Uh, I do also want to say this. I, I realize, well, most of you listening to this realize that I'm the pastor. I co-pastor this church with Lacey. But so I, I wanted to say this, that whatever's discussed on this episode about TV, this TV show is not like a mandatory edict. If you're a Hill City 
person or if you call yourself a Christian or anything like that. We're just kind of wrestling with each other's different perspectives on this. Yep. Game of Thrones is not a salvation issue, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think even for the, you know, to leave room for, though we know that a lot of y'all um, right now are either members of the Hill City community or kind of coming at this from a faith perspective. If you're not and you're just open minded and cool enough to be listening to this and not consider yourself a Christian, awesome. Welcome. Um, I think also, like in the current cultural moment, we should also be trying to reconcile, even if not from a faith perspective, just from a moral perspective of like, how can you say in one breath, don't, you know, that we shouldn't objectify women or whatever, and then be cool with some of the stuff that goes on in Game of Thrones. And that's something that's been discussed in secular culture. There was a specific scene, I don't, I can't remember if it was last season or the season before, that was... um, you know, a rape scene. Um, and uh, people were not happy. And people were, you know, people of all walks of life, faith, and, and different moral angles were just like, ugh, can we not right now? So I think this is a discussion for everybody. But yeah, do know that we're coming at it from a, a lens of the Christian faith. So Matt, what, so I'll start off, you know, this go around, just out of curiosity, what What's so attractive to you and Jenny, not that you can speak for Jenny, but for you guys to the show in and of itself? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think for um, for us, I know for me, I will speak for myself. For me specifically, you know, I grew up Tolkien and Lord of the Rings and that stuff was like really my first big love, you know, um, six or seven years old, my grandmother started reading the Hobbit to me and it just really formed a lot of who I am. And ironically enough, you know, formed a lot. Tolkien was a Christian, um, as was Lewis and they were friends. And, and so Narnia and Lord of the Rings, those things really formed not just me as a person, but also my viewpoint on faith and stuff. Now, uh, maybe the dark side to that coin is I also, I'm super into fantasy. I like Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I play Dungeons and Dragons. I read a lot of comic books. I'm a nerd. Um, So when this thing came into prominence, this Game of Thrones, for me and folks like me, we know a few others here at church, it was just wild to have normal water cooler talk be about stuff that used to get you stuffed into a locker. (laughs) Dragons and wizards and all this stuff. And it was just like, what is this show? Like, what is... Uh, what is this phenomenon that suddenly makes it okay for just like common, you know, the common man to like in one breath talk about baseball or, or the bachelor or whatever is, you know, more mainstream culture thing. And then all of a sudden shift over to like, Oh, did you see this fantasy show? You know, there's like swords and sorcery fantasy show. So for me, the real attraction was just like seeing how this thing played out and, exist as it sort of exists in the sandbox that's set up um, by stuff like Lord of the Rings. Now, I think, and we'll get into this, part of it is sort of like, hey, what if Lord of the Rings but sex? Uh, And it worked. Um, But I think that the source material for sure, so George R.R. Martin's books, but then also the core of the writing and in later seasons getting into um, technical stuff like cinematography, the acting is really good. Um, the story is really good, and there's just these core elements of the story that are not just compelling in a way that are like, oh, what's going to happen on the next episode, but compelling in a way that really, I think, reveals something about the human experience. Um, and I think that's true of any story, right? Like, what draws people to a thing? It can be 
Star Trek, or it can be something like way more realistic, like a biography, you know, like Michelle Obama's biography or whatever. It's like that we're all looking to get new glimpses of like the human experience from different angles. And I really, I do think Game of Thrones totally um, accomplishes that. I think that's my summary. Jenny might say something different. She ha- she did not grow up and is not super involved in like fantasy and, and all of that stuff. Um, I think she, she likes the intrigue and the politics of it. Um, she really likes like her particular sort of nerdery is Victorian eras or like um, like your Downton Abbeys and stuff like that. She loves that. So she loves the intrigue of like watching the relationships kind of build and crumble and the the politics and the backstabbing and, and all of that stuff. So that's that's the best I can summarize it. Well, that's good. You know, Lacey and I do not watch the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have reasons for that. But actually, you know, in the beginning, we just weren't interested. Like, right. that doesn't, like, get us going, like, the kind of fantasy stuff. And, and in particular, Lacey, mm-hmm. uh, even more than me. Uh, but then when we started just hearing more content about the show and how much was... Uh, as good as the plot lines were and the cinematography and some beautiful things there and the artistic work that there's also a large element to the show where not even just the violence piece, which is a whole other conversation, but then there is the sexual content within it. And how does that impact us? And how does that, you know, really what we're seeing and what we're becoming desensitized to, how does that affect uh, us on any level, you know, and whether or not we as Christians should be, how sensitive are we supposed to be to that? Right. And so we, you know, we've had discussions with that with any show that we watch. And, and, and so even with Game of Thrones, we're like, man, everyone's just like freaking out about this show. Right. And we entertained the thought a couple of years ago about watching it. And then after reading some things about what some of the producers said about some of the sex scenes and why they put them in there and how they're trying, the reason why they're trying to almost uh, grab certain men, types of men and why they're doing it and everything else. There's, there was a piece to us that just kind of felt like, you know, maybe we just shouldn't even entertain this yeah. uh, because uh, of what that could do to our souls basically. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's kind of like how we started thinking about it and mm-hmm. why we ended up, uh, you know, staying away from it. Now, now, Truthfully, I would think most people have like that show they keep in the vault. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. like, well, we watch this show on the side. Right. <laughs> we don't really tell people about it. Right. And most people have them, you know, and, and it's funny to me because Game of Thrones would have been that show before. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when HBO first started putting out like, quote, premium content, like Sopranos, Sopranos was the show everyone secretly watched. Yeah. Every Christian like yeah, secretly absolutely. watched. Yeah. And so I think that it's just fascinating to me to not be watching it and to see culturally, which it clearly has had, it's like the show of a generation, right? It right, feels yeah. that way. Right. And in everyone, and it doesn't matter if you're a Christian, non-Christian, it's like overwhelming the culture. And so I just started sitting back for a second uh, the other day when every, all the hype was going up. And I was just thinking about, you know, some of the pe- folks on staff, like you and a few others who watched the show and, and I was just thinking like, huh, I just wonder how does that play into stuff, right? right? Like there's a bigger question at play of how do we take in things of, of media and whether that's music we listen to, shows we watch, TV shows we watch, you know, and are we aware of what it's doing to us inside, you know, and how we're, how we view life and how we view people and how we view sex or whatever it is. And, and so for you guys, 
for you and Jenny watching the show or, or just media in general, do, do you have like any parameters that you kind of think through or stuff that's like, yeah, that's, that's too far right there. Is there something you guys do? Yeah, I think we are, as I sort of um, alluded to earlier with the controversy about the, the scene in, in Game of Thrones, the rape scene in Game of Thrones um, in previous season, I, I think we're definitely coming to a place where if something has any sort of sexual violence, we, um, on a case-by-case basis, will scrutinize it and say, like, is this really... There better be some, like, golden... Like, I better really leave that movie or show having learned something profound about myself or the world to sit through even a moment of, like, sexual violence. Now, sexual violence has, you know, it can be a spectrum, so you could probably see some of what you would consider... Uh, consensual activity on the Game of Thrones as, as sexual violence, but anything that's like overtly, why is this in here? Does this need to be like? Can this character move forward without this? Um, because if they can't, there's no point. Let's not do it. But um, Jenny and I, I think, as a unit, do not have a standard together. We definitely assess it on a case by case basis independently. A good example is uh, there's this show. Um, I think it's called The Chilling Tales of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And so it's like a lot of us remember the original Sabrina show, and it was very much like for kids and on uh, TGIF or whatever. And the new one is a supposed to be sort of like a gritty, shocking like take on what if she was really a witch. And there's a comedy to it that's like, oh, this is intentionally over the top. But the over-the-topness is, like, we're going to get super granular about actual Satanism. And, and like, what if she was an actual, like, devil-worshipping, you know, like, witch or, or whatever. And um, we got a couple episodes in, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just, she still watches it. Um, but I was, and she didn't feel judged or anything like that. I was just like, yeah, this is just too much. I just can't, this is not, uh, not appealing to me anymore. Um, a good example of, uh, parameter that we set together, I think more and more has been violence, especially since we've had children. Um, and just like, once you have kids, your view of the sanctity of life changes, right? Um, and so we watched, we both read the graphic novels of The Walking Dead um, pretty far before the show came out. So we were early adopters on The Walking Dead. And we started to watch the show and really liked it. And it came to a point where there was a scene that I won't get into for graphic reasons where we were just like, you know what? No, we both, we were just like, this is not, this is the, the things that this story says about the human experience are not, are are now outweighed by the disrespect it shows for human life. Um, And that's not just because people die. It was like how they died. And we just felt like, you know, this has tipped the scales from, from shocking art to torture porn, which is maybe a, I don't know if that gets us an explicit tag. <laughs> sure. but, but like, this is just, this is, um, this is a, a writer's room sitting around thinking, how can we appeal to the lowest common denominator of violence in the human brain? And so we both were like, nope, no more Walking Dead. So I would say the short answer, that's the long answer. The short answer is we definitely assess individually, but we assess it based on, I know for me, I don't want to speak for her. For me, I assess it based on like, is this a bunch of people just sitting around trying to figure out new and horrible ways to kill someone or make someone have sex? If that's the goal, it's just not for me. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting when we talk about shows, one of the things that 
you're right. Things do shift when you become a parent, of course. Uh, but I think as maybe it's just as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. gosh, I, I hate saying that, but <laughs> as I continue to kind of think about my own sensitivity and my own soul and everything. And, and even I, you know, not to over spiritualize something, but when I think about when Jesus says like your eyes are like a window, mm. you know, to like what comes into your soul. Mm. And there's something about that, about how we view things. And we clearly are, we have become completely desensitized to violence. You know, you and I have talked about that a lot just personally and, and, and almost it like saddens my soul a little bit. And so it's weird because I think there's this balance where I appreciate good storylines. I appreciate the fact that, you know what, there's a lot of elements of our world that are dark. There are a lot of plot lines that are truly dark. And I think it's good to acknowledge that and to even see it. You know, like this is a part of like our culture. This is a part of what we live in. It's not, I'm not in the camp of like, hey, ignore all this stuff. Like I love good documentaries. I love good storylines that are true storylines of things that you, you become aware of someone's life or what happened to them or what something happened in war or whatever it is. And so I think it's good to acknowledge those things, see those things and realize the tie into our faith of hope and all of the, that stuff. My concern is that I don't think we as Christians take media serious enough to where we are consistently asking ourselves, is this doing anything to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So is this, is watching this show or, or listening to this music or whatever it is, it, is it, is it darkening my soul at all? There, there's enough regular things that do that. Is, is, am I becoming desensitized to things that I just shouldn't be? And am I justifying things for entertainment value that I shouldn't be? And, and here's the part that I think is hard for me. Uh, originally my, my, my initial kind of perspective is to jump to the, like, you got to be harsher. Uh, Like that's going to be my initial one. I think where I just struggle with perspective wise is the fact of understanding how different people are, Mm. you know, and how some things affect some people. And so like Lacey and I literally, we cover our eyes in the movie theater. If there's anything remotely dark or demonic, like we will on a preview, we literally will put our hands like over our eyes and like bow our heads, like just not praying, but like, just like, we don't want to watch this. Like, you know, and so, but for some folks like that doesn't impact them at all. And, and so it doesn't make us, it's like hard. I'm like, are we just too sensitive, you know, mm-hmm. or is someone else like too desensitized to things? Like, so I don't know. There's like this, this balance. And so I've just continued to wonder, you know, do we set out enough time and are we, continuing to be aware enough and sensitive enough to say like, Hey, you know what? I do kind of like that show, but maybe we shouldn't, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't like the fact that I can just kind of watch something or, or hear something. And it literally doesn't impact me at all. Like that should make us pause. I, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the idea of desensitization, we're going <laughs> to, we, we have to say this word desensitization, <laughs> Um, the, the, the act of becoming numb to things is really important and it's a hard issue. And this is a theme I think we're going to come into, right? Cause Jesus, it's a theme with Jesus. It's like, what is your heart? Um, like last, uh, last, uh, episode we talked about money and really it was more about like, okay, you're rich. What's your heart? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the rich young ruler's heart? And I think that it becomes a, a hard issue. Um, and 
I mean, I can even say from the first season of Game of Thrones, using that as the continuing example, to this current season, when we watched this last episode, Jenny and I, when we first got married um, and we were maybe not necessarily young in our faith, but young in our faith together, we would watch Sopranos, Deadwood, R-rated movies all day, like, you know, whatever, Walking Dead. And I think we were a little desensitized. As we've grown, even this, this premiere episode, there was one sex scene. And we were both like, ooh, here we go. You know, so it's like, for some people, I think it's, no, I won't watch this at all. And for some people, it's just the 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 win or the, the growth is simply the acknowledging of like, you know, I don't care for this. You know, I'm excited for this part to be over. Yeah. <laughs> the only analogy that I can, that, that keeps coming up in my head is there's two different types of people. There's people who will pick something off a pizza and th- that they don't like. And then there are people who are like, I think I'll just order a different pizza. And like, I think that, you all's reaction to the like demonic stuff in the in the trailers you're like no pizza for me tonight you know like just no thanks i'll order a different pizza um whereas our thing with game of thrones and some of the sex stuff and the violent stuff is more like you i'm gonna i'm gonna pick this off i think where we get into trouble you and i would agree where we get into trouble where we get desensitized is you know i'll just eat it you know, like, yeah, I just green peppers. That's fine. Whatever. I don't like them, but I'll eat it or start to like them. <laughs> you know? So like that's where you're getting more into that that hard uh, side of the spectrum. That's just either relativism or celebrating things that should not be celebrated. Yeah. What I would encourage everybody to do is to figure out what's there too much. Hmm. You know, like to start thinking through in, in and again, Everyone's going to be different with this. And truly, even at different stages of your life, it's going to be different. And I think even with like your connection to Jesus, mm-hmm. it's going to be different mm-hmm. at different points. And, and some things will strike you differently. Because I think, could someone watch a show like Game of Thrones and feel no lust mm-hmm. and not have to objectify women mm-hmm. or not, you know, or demean sex in any way? Sure. I would be foolish to say no one could ever do that, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that's possible. But are those same people actually thinking about that? I've never ever, ever thought what my too much is. Right. They've just kind of gone along with everything, right. you know, or even taking a step back for a second and saying, in my past, this has been a weakness for me, mm. whether that's sexual or violent or whatever, and then start thinking it through, does this feed into that at all? Mm-hmm. You know, does this, because we all have areas that we're more sensitive to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people who come to Hill City know my story and I've been very open with it about losing my virginity at 14 and some other things that have transpired after that. And, and so for me, like I'm very aware that the sexual side of things is an area because of choices I made early on in my life. It's an area that can be weaker for me, that other areas blatantly aren't that are for some other people. And so I think for all of us, this would be my encouragement to everyone listening to this, is not to choose a side on this per se. Even if you love the show, don't just automatically choose to love the show. Or if you think it's foolish that anyone would ever watch something like that, like don't just immediately go into that camp, but to just first understand that people have different, Things affect people differently. But the second thing that I would encourage folks to do is really start thinking about what your too much is and to continuously do that. Because what I've discovered in my own life, which you know, you even, you even kind of talked about a little bit for yourself as you kind of got older and what you used to watch and everything is 
the more we continue to, and it's not even an age thing. I actually think it's a, a, a spiritual thing. The more we continue to grow in our faith and mature in our faith, the, the more we should continue to just ask ourselves, okay, is this another step I need to take? Is, is this too far? Have I become desensitized? Like, and kind of revisit things uh, frequently because then that allows us to stay in the right frame of mind. And you too, like, you still totally might be able to watch that show or listen to that thing, whatever it is. And you, cause you can say, you know what? It really just doesn't. I enjoy the cinematography and the, the storyline. And honestly, I can't tell you anything about the sex scene. And you know what? There were two that actually I do remember, but we skipped them because we're just like, that's too much. You know, like, so I, I just think people need to get to that place. Um, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Um, what is something that you feel like you consume that someone else would see the same way? So what's something that you feel like, I don't want to say allow yourself because that seems like you know it's wrong, but you let it happen anyway. But like, what's something in your life that you know that maybe somebody a little more conservative than you would be like, would ask you the same question that you asked me? It's a great question. I can edit out dead space if you want. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think of some of the shows we watch. You know, or uh, I know like you're a big hip hop fan, and, yeah. and you probably changed your hip hop uh, consumption, sure. you know, over the oh, last gosh, twenty yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't just have to be a show. Anything that you yeah. can think of. I mean, truthfully, I listen to 104.3, like the, the old mm-hmm. school hip hop, because mm-hmm. I just feel like I know every song. It brings me back to high school and college and everything. And I think I will start rapping songs in my car, and I think if people heard like, some right, of the, right. the words coming out. It's just like, and I know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, but it really, like, that is an example. Like, it doesn't, like, impact me, like, anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I think it did at, like, so it did at a point, like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I think it did, some of the music I listened to shaped the way I thought, you know, whether it was about women, mm-hmm. you know, and some of, the, some of those things. Um, but it doesn't have the same feel that it used to now I, I don't like some of those old school songs that I do know the words to mm-hmm. that are burned in my memory mm-hmm. um I don't if they come on that I know is just like awful to to women like I don't sit there and listen to it anymore but I think that would be an area you know tv shows I can't think of, like we we're pretty good mm-hmm. like you'd have to be like real conservative right you know <laughs> like the yeah. You'd have to be on the, like the far extreme with with some of the shows. Um, Empire is probably our our show that on TV. It's we got roped in like honestly because of the music, mm-hmm. and we do like the storyline a little bit, but we we have grown tired of it, you know, because we we were like ah, I don't know, like this is like too much now, you know, and so, um, but I can't think of another show off the top of my head. Uh, that would be in that realm of like if someone were more conservative than than we are. How did you all set your parameters? So you kind of alluded to like the the eyes as windows and there's certain things, but like just quickly sort of walk me through, because presumably again, like that wasn't always the case. Maybe it was always the case in your marriage, but certainly like you've alluded to listening to hip hop and stuff like that. Right now, as it stands with you and Lacey, what are are your parameters? Yeah, and honestly, like Lacey set them more than me. A few like a few years ago, she's just always been way more sensitive than I have. Mm-hmm. And I remember one 
we were, uh, gosh, what was the show? I can't remember, but a, a nude scene came on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even like, it didn't like really like phase me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think. Of course, again, I could have just been desensitized to it, right. you know? And she said to me, she said, you know, how come that doesn't bother you? Hmm. And, and I didn't have an answer. Like, I truly didn't have an answer because I felt like I either had to answer, oh, it's just nudity. And, like, then that kind of feels weird saying that, like, really, if someone's naked body has become just, like, nothing to you? Like, that felt weird, you know, to say that. And and then it felt weird to answer in a way, like, a, almost like, a, well, that doesn't bother me. It just bothers you because you're so, like, you're so sheltered, <laughs> you know, like, kind of thing. And so I actually had to really pause there and and be like, man, does, like, Lacey, like, does she have a point here? Now, here's the beauty of it. Lacey's parents were very particular about what they watched. And so Lacey's history is she's never dealt with nightmares. She's never dealt with any kind of mental, like demonic things or anything that like, uh, unlike the darkness of anything, she's never battled anything with like pornography or like everything's just been like pure and wholesome. And like, but that's how she also views life. Do you know what I mean? And so, I started looking at that and saying to myself, I, I would prefer to view life through Lacey's eyes rather than my seasoned, cultured way that because of what I've been through and my story and my, you know, and for me it was, I would rather do that because she's got more joy and more purity than I do. And that seems like a much better way to view the world than people. And so honestly, from that point, she's been more of the director in and I've grown more towards her side on this. So now it's like we just sit there and be like, is this too much? And for her, I will say this. For me, some of the violent things in like a show or a movie where I see it as like um, like a born identity kind of thing, she doesn't like even like the fight scenes in there where I can get past some of that. That's That doesn't, I kind of like those. Like just, I don't know, maybe it's a guy thing or whatever. But she, so we will... So essentially it's like we talk about how does this, are are we good here? And we just have a conversation about it together. I will say this, that um, nudity is an automatic no. And so. So I want to know a little bit more about that because when you say nudity, Mm -hmm. if it's, did you ever see Saving Sarah Marshall? Yes. So there's a nude scene in that with him that's very much played for laughs. Is it, but then there's other stuff in that movie that would probably disqualify different types. I I guess what I'm getting at is like different types of nudity. Is that, is it all nudity? Yeah. So if it's like, uh, uh, someone walks across the screen, it's like their butt, you know, or something like that's, that's not a deal breaker. I think it's just, it is like nudity for, again, part of it is just like Lacey doesn't like that. Doesn't, she doesn't like me truly. She's like, she doesn't like, like if it's a naked woman on the screen, like one day she was like, why would I like that? You're like seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, correct. Right. You know? And then like, if you really think about it that way, you know? And so I, that is like one thing for us that just becomes now, if it's like a blip on a movie or something, we didn't know it was happening or whatever it, you move on and you know, but it's like, if it's a regular show or anything like that, we just choose to be We'll, we'll watch something else. And does that change based on 
um, context. So, for instance, you know, obviously, I know you guys aren't going to, like, cover your eyes walking <laughs> through the VMFA or whatever. But, um, you know, there's some modern art that kind of, like, plays into the sexuality of a thing. So if it's, like, photography of nude bodies, like, does, does it change? Does it – how does it shift – based on context. So we know that you don't want to consume nudity as entertainment. You're walking through the museum and there's like a, a photo set of, oh man, I can't remember the name of the artist, but there's this really famous photographer who basically just like photoed her family nude a lot. Um, and some, most of the pictures were very like, these are just like my kids running around is like, you know, totally, totally fine. Um, but some of them were like, this is my husband, you know, nude in bed uh, after we made love or whatever. Is that also something that you feel like you would take a different path around the museum? Or like, how how do you reconcile that? So, yeah, that would be, uh, again, for us, you know, I, part of that is I, I just don't care to see other people naked. And, and it's not for lack of appreciation of art or the human body or that it's because I've, I don't know, like, I don't appreciate art anymore. Or I don't appreciate, you know, God designed, created new body. Like, it's just because of depravity of minds. And, you know, I, for me personally, and Lacey would be in the same boat with this from a, uh, and she was an art major. So she saw plenty of you know, nudity, having to do new models. She appreciates the art of everything and how the human body, you know, flows into that. Uh, but I do think that, like, that there's still a discussion to be had around that. Like, what what makes that more artistic than someone who's clothed? <laughs> you know, or I think there's like a there's there is like a discussion there. And but for us, yes, like we wouldn't just go through an exhibit that's just got a bunch of nude pictures of, of dudes and, and women. And, um, again, it, it, again, it's a personal conviction for, for me clearly and, and for Lacey, but for us just as I've, uh, for, for my kind of spiritual journey and stuff too, it, it just, it feeds into that for me. Hmm. Cool. That's, that's super interesting. I think, um, it's good for me to know more about that. Um, and for everybody to know more about the different perspectives. Um, and I think it's also really interesting how this kind of a conversation goes when we preface it by saying, this is not like me issuing an edict. <laughs> Again, going back to the alcohol thing, I've always noticed, cause I don't, so I don't drink at all. I never have. Um, I consider myself straight edge for whatever that's worth to anybody. Um, and it's always funny when I say that to somebody simply as an informational, like, oh no, I don't drink the reaction of the person is always so telling, you know, it's like they either launch into like, well, I just drink some of the, um, or they're like, Oh, you know, like you will one day or they're just like, Oh, okay, cool. You know? Yeah. And I think it's the same with media as Christians, especially like it's telling to somebody like if you were to say like, yeah, we don't really do game of Thrones just like that. Not like, Oh no, we don't do. If you were to say that to somebody and that person probably shouldn't be watching game of Thrones, I bet their reaction would be like, well, we just really, you know, they would launch right into it, <laughs> sure. you know, whereas you say that to me and I'm, my reaction is like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, this is how I feel about art. Honestly, like not going through an exhibit or like how we feel about stuff or whatever. Right. 
I, you know, when, for the folks that do, and it's fine, they can go through a photography exhibit and see 55 nude pictures of people and it doesn't impact them. I used to be in the camp of like, Oh, it's definitely gonna, you know? And now I'm just more like, I don't know why, but if that really doesn't affect them in any way and they can just look at the, how the light hits something and they Mm -hmm. appreciate that piece of it. And, and the, the nude aspect of someone doesn't impact them whatsoever. I am in the camp of just saying, that's cool. Like Mm -hmm. that's their, that's how it works. It just, it doesn't work that way for me. And, uh, and so we've kind of chosen this path for ourselves. You know, it's the same thing with TV and movie stuff too. I just think it still goes back to, we all have to continue to ask ourselves what's too much or what, what am I, if I'm honest with myself, have I become desensitized to stuff, you know, and we'll do an episode on drinking and alcohol for sure. And, uh, because I've had a journey with that too, you know, that, in the same way kind of plays. Now I do like a good old fashioned and a glass of wine and stuff. But, uh, you know, I think I would, it would be an interesting conversation with that, which we'll do in the future. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for joining in. I think that's pretty much, do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts from WAGS? I don't, I don't really have any final thoughts. I would say, um, you know, early, I guess I do have a final thought. So <laughs> earlier you said, um, you know, what you really want to sort of issue as a challenge for people is just to think about what's, what's your limit, what's your too much. I to- I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, I think the problem is not in us having different standards for media. I think the problem is in, um, not thinking about why you have those standards or not having any standards at all. Um, and I would also want to issue a, um, sort of challenge or like, you know, a challenge for if you are on the more protective side, um, or the more sort of like, um, I don't want to say conservative. What would you call it? I don't even know. A little, yeah, yeah. A little more restrained side of sure. like media consumption. Um, try to understand why, what the value might be, not so that you then see the value and then and then like violate your parameters. That's not the point. But um, it's easy to get into a place where you're demonizing and vilifying creative people, people who consume that creativity. I've done it before. Like I do it. I've, I used to do it with drinking. It was just like, well, here's why you're wrong. And here's why I don't understand how you could possibly do this. Um, so just try to try to see there's probably some reason other than I want to see people do it, <laughs> that people consume this stuff. And so if you are on the more protective side, um, stick to your guns, but also try your best to understand why other people um, might, you know, might consume that thing or why that creative thing might be of some value. Um, cool. Well, thanks. Everybody. Well, I would, I would, I'm sorry. But yeah, like, go ahead. Then if you're on the other side, yeah, the, the, the freer side, or the more sinful side. No, just yeah, yeah, the no, the, the other <laughs> the other side, I would just say, do the same thing. You know, like ask yourself, why am I okay with this? Yeah. You know, and and really think that part through and and does someone else from the other perspective on this have a point? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly if 
um, somebody says to you, oh, no, we don't watch Game of Thrones, and that makes you feel like you need to defend yourself, you probably should check yourself. <laughs> That's probably, probably something going on there. Um, cool. Well, thanks, uh, everybody, for joining us on this episode. Um, again, if you have thoughts on this topic or anything we talk about, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or requests for future episodes, um, just shoot us an email to uh, staycurious at hillcityrva.com. Again, staycurious at hillcityrva.com. Um, Rate and review us if you get a chance, and we will see you next time. See y'all.